has us doing this again for the fourth straight week. This is some sort of record. I think it is. I, I think the trick is to just quarantine ourselves in our house, and then we can do things like this. No, it's not quarantining us. It's making sure our kids have nothing to do. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah. Because we're always on the run with that. Yeah. I don't do anything. I'm just <laughs> going to do things for my kids. This is this reminds me of that, that joke going around where it's like, you know, everybody else is freaking out. and it, it took a quarantine for me to realize that my life is not normal, apparently. Yeah. Like the, the life I want to live of just sitting in my house doing nothing. This isn't normal for people. And I was like, I can't go out to the bar this weekend. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> I've I've played a lot of PS4. Me too. I've got that Uncharted Four, man. I'm I'm having a blast with that. And now you can get the first three for free. I already got them though. Yeah, I, I got them like a month ago. I'm like, of course. I kept waiting and waiting. Like, okay, I'm gonna play these because I'm home. Yeah. And then yeah, they do it for free. But I yeah. did get Journey. I haven't gotten Journey yet, so I'll have to do that too. So. Um, let's see. Um, it's been kind of interesting to follow the stats on this because oddly enough, the last couple episodes that we did didn't have, I don't, I, I don't know. You want to call them ratings? I don't know. The number of listens that, as I expected, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of interesting because I kind of thought with quarantine, maybe they'd go up a little bit. They actually went down. So, um, that's good. That's kind of a weird one. Um, I'm kind of hoping that. Today's episode um, brings back some 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 listeners because this one's going to be a good one. Yeah, because nothing says mainstream listening like talking about the movie Jim Cotta. No, nothing says it. Now, so yeah, Ryan said it. We're, we're doing Jim Cotta today. Um, in game, no. People don't care about in game or no. you know the MCU, Harry Potter. It's all about. Martial arts and gymnastics combined to make in, the most deadly fighting force ever. In the 1980s. Yes. Um, to be fair, I remember going to see Lego Batman in the theaters. And at one point, Lego Batman is walking around. He's making his, his like microwave, whatever he made. And he's like, I'm mm-hmm. just going to go sit down and watch Jim Cotta. And I was probably the only person in the theater who cheered at that moment. Everybody yeah. else probably looked at me like, like yeah, what? you are. what is wrong with that idiot? <laughs> um. So I did just rewatch this movie, um, and I know you have watched it as, as well now. Um, yeah, I, I actually made my children watch it. That's great. Um, yeah. Let's just start off with, I remembered it being a bad movie, but watching it again, I didn't realize how funny it was. Like, it's not supposed oh, it's, to be funny, but it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's, it's probably the hardest I, I laugh at a movie. And like we got to back up a little bit because there might be people that don't know what the hell Jim Cotta no, they is. Don't. Well, no, let's rephrase that. Probably ninety-eight percent of the people listening right now don't have a clue in the world what Jim Cotta is. If you've list, if you've seen Jim Cotta before we talk about this episode, email us because I'm curious who actually has heard heard of this. Movie. Yeah. So a, a little backstory of this movie is it's the mid '80s. Um, Gymnastics is really big because we've had Mary Lou Retton and the 84 Olympics and everything like that. So Olympics are big. Comes a producer. It's like, I'm going to tap into all of this love for the Olympics. And I'm going to get this guy that was an Olympic gymnast. And I'm going to make him an action star like uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger. And I'm going to combine his gymnastic skills, come up with a new um, karate 
called Gymkata, which has him do his gymnastics, but also make it into a kung fu fighting style. And that is the um, genesis of Gymkata. He thought he was on a billion dollar idea. Mm-hmm. He was not. Oh, no. But, well, but let's be fair. It, it is kind of an odd cult classic from the 80s, though. It's it's a I love the movie. Oh yeah, you know, it's, a master, it's a masterpiece in certain ways. It's a you know, mess in other has ways. Their favorite bad movie. Some people's it's the room. Yeah, Manos, the hands of fate. This, I think uh, some people's Hausa. I think mine has to be Jimkata. Yeah, this is this is probably my favorite bad movie. And honestly, the reason I had talked to you about wanting to do this was number one, I can't believe we haven't done it. And number two, they're going to be riff tracking this later this year. Yes, and I can't wait to see that. That's going to be fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's it's a movie with martial arts and gymnastics. I mean, if you throw out the movie, the guy just randomly does a gymnastics flip for no reason at all. Yeah, and we also have to uh, mention that he can't act. No, he has. No charisma and no chemistry with anybody else on the screen. Right. And my kids couldn't keep apart all the other people in the movie because they all have bad mustaches and haircuts. And tracksuits. And and windbreakers. (laughs) Yeah, when I was watching this the other day, I texted Steve and I said, this budget had to be $50,000. And I think 25000 of it was on windbreakers. Because oh, everybody has neon windbreakers. Easily had to be on windbreakers. Um, it stars... I don't even remember the guy's name. But my favorite... Atomic, isn't it? I don't know. Something like that. My yeah. favorite character is when you first see the quote-unquote bad guy. And I just refer to him as a poor man's Kevin Sorbo. Oh, no. No, no come on. It's poor man's Chuck Norris. Eh, I, I mean, I can see with the beard, but the facial structure just reminds me of Kevin Sorbo. I'm just like, so Invasion USA just came out. They're like, <laughs> get me that guy. He want Chuck Norris? Yeah. We don't have him. Get me the Chuck Norris on our budget. <laughs> get me the RC Cola of Chuck Norris. Yeah. It's like, you know, one of my favorite Simpsons episodes where Mr. Burns wants to make the movie and he wants the Spanish equivalent of Steven Spielberg so he gets senior Spielbergo. That's this guy versus Chuck Norris. Yeah, more or less. Um, so the movie and starts... He goes to, we gotta talk about the dinner scene with him where he's at oh, the God. fancy dinner and he's wearing a vest <laughs> just with no shirt. <laughs> yes. Um, it's like a black tie affair except for, <laughs> except him. for him. Just you know, having the nips out. Well, I mean, let's even start at the beginning. This movie, to be fair, I mean, I'm not going to... I love how bad this movie is, but it doesn't It doesn't mess around off the get-go. It starts no, it off immediately. it jumps you in. And it says... Backstory. Yeah, it says, there's no backstory. We're not really going to give you much of a plot, even. Here we go. Yeah, so the movie starts out, there's ninjas, <laughs> and they're chasing this guy who you don't know who it is. He just has green jeans on. Yep. And he's going across like this rope bridge, which we go to this rope bridge way too many damn times in this movie. Way too many times in the movie. But he's trying to get across, and the bad guy that doesn't wear a shirt much, he takes out his bow and arrow, shoots him, and then we just – we don't know any of the people's names. 
what they're doing, where they are, why they're doing this, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. And we just jump then to um, a gymnastics meet where like they're trying to make it seem like really big, but they had the extra budget for about seven people. <laughs> yeah. So they like do all this talking in like the tunnel where he's supposed to be leaving the arena. So you can't tell. They have it's just no the extras. people on the, on the edge of the arena there. Yeah. So then the CIA agent, I think he's CIA. They don't really say. (laughs) Because, again, no one introduces themselves in this at all. In a way, you almost pick up halfway through the movie. Yeah. Like, there should have been half of a movie before this. Yeah, exactly. So uh, he goes to this guy, the gymnastics, uh, the CIA guys. Like, we think we can use you to get into this fictional, like, Eastern European country. It's an Eastern European slash Mongolian steppe kind of country. But yet they seem to be ruled by White a borscht belt Jewish comedian from the 50s. Yeah, I called that the uh, the poor man's Mel Brooks. Yeah, um, he should have been in a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> but so you, there's this, this fictional country that has, I'm guessing every year this battle, this... The game? They call it a game. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing it's every year. I don't, I don't know. It might know. be every Saturday. This could be but every other week. one that if you win, then you get to request anything you want. And That's... the government wants us to request them to put in the Star Wars missile defense system. Yeah, first of all, this is a very poorly designed game. Because think the... about this. This would be like the government saying, hey, if you can solve this Rubik's Cube... You get what you get one favor on the government, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. That's just poorly designed. But yes, they want uh, now because it's the eighties. It's of course Star Wars, and not yes. the movie Star Wars, the, the real missile life defense missile system. defense Star Wars thing. They tried to convince us we had. Yeah. So, so like he tells them all this stuff, and the guy's like, "All right." <laughs> there was there was nothing else to it. The, guy, the gymnast, who, as far as we know at this point, has no training at all, just goes no fighting. All yeah, right. He's a gymnastics guy. <laughs> he's just in. He's just like, cool, let's do this. So then he's like, we got to start training now. Oh, Cut to epic a training house. montage. And there's a black dude. And then I think Japanese. I don't know what he a- was supposed to be. Speaking Japanese, at least that's what the subtitle said. Yeah. But with a giant-ass bird on his shoulder that they do an extreme close-up zoom to. Yes. And then never show again. He was a Japanese pirate. Yeah. He just has a fucking bird on his shoulder. <laughs> only for they one zoom shot. on it. Don't mention it. And then the bird is gone. <laughs> yes. that. So, I mean, and by the way. We're only talking five minutes into the movie at this point. Yeah, we're about five minutes in. <laughs> this this podcast has been going at this point 11 minutes and 20 seconds. And we're six minutes beyond where this movie was at this point. <laughs> yeah. So then um, they're training him. We have a nice training montage, you know. Uh, he keeps walking up the stairs on his hands. Oh, this... And there's a... Um, theory in film called Chekhov's gun that if you show something in the first act like a gun it has to go off in the third act right. right for some reason he has to learn how to well use this it's and here's what got me they showed it so often I think there were four different times of him attempting to go up the stairs yeah and he finally gets it 
And you're like, okay, this has to come into the movie. Nope. No, and but here's what I think it is. Now, how to, having seen it a few times now, I think I know what it is. The final time when he actually makes it up the stairs, the cameraman is clearly on the landing, right? And as the he one comes, where he just shoots his crotch? Yeah, it's just a zoomed-in crotch shot as he gets around the corner in yep. like little tiny 1980s shorts. Yep. They just they lingered <laughs> on that crotch shot, man. He just sat there on it. I, I, was, I was like, oh, my. That's a little bit... Uh, a little bit tight there. Yeah. So then we have those two guys, and we also are min- we are introduced to the princess. Which we're about to talk about my favorite line in the entire movie. Yes. So, <laughs> um, like we said, the king, her father, is someone that should have been in a bad Mel Brooks movie or like yeah. Cannonball Run 6. Yep. Uh, and she is of Asian descent. So... Uh, he doesn't like him like the girl in the beginning because she keeps pulling out knives on him and doesn't talk. Yeah. That's her move. She just pulls out a knife, doesn't use it, just kind of shows it to him. Yeah. But he goes to the CIA guy complaining about her, and he goes, quote, she has an interesting backstory. Her mother's Indonesian. <laughs> That's all we find out. And then a long pause where you're waiting for the interesting part to start. <laughs> that was it. But apparently that's the interesting thing. Cut. <laughs> Her mother is Indonesian and we're done. But the worst part is, is like, yes, interesting story. Her mother's Indonesian. And then there's like that three second pause. Yes. And then it cuts to the next scene. That's my favorite line in the whole movie. And there, there are some good lines in this movie. But that's my favorite line because you're sitting there, like you said, waiting for the next shoe. And you're just like... And and it never comes. And what else? <laughs> so where's the actual interesting part? Ryan, I have an interesting backstory. I I'm American. Yeah. I, I mean that's all there is to it. Um, she she we don't know like anything about her though at this point, other than the fact she's, that she's Indonesian. She's Indonesian and she's the princess. And she's, she likes knives. Don't trust anybody. And she pulls out a lot of knives. So then we have the scene. It's supposed to be them falling in love, I guess. I don't know what it was supposed to be. That was a weird scene. But uh, she's not talking to him. So he's like, why don't you ever talk to me? And he's like, hey, how are you doing? And then he does like this flip where he has to like <laughs> hit his legs at the same time. Yeah. And he turns around. And he's like, oh, I'm fine. And like does her voice. Back. <laughs> and then he flips back. He's like, how's the weather? Flips back. <laughs> oh, it's great. That was awesome. And this wins her over, because then he kisses her, sex scene, and then they're like, okay, let's get going. And they show up in some foreign country. Yeah. And in the foreign country, he's walking down the street with these guys that are supposed to be his bodyguards in the middle of another conversation, (laughs) and a fucking arrow comes out of nowhere and kills this one guy. This arrow just comes from nowhere. They're literally just walking through a marketplace. Uh-huh. And, then all and they're sudden, talking ah! and about this country, and all of a sudden, shook. <laughs> and then, so that guy drops dead, and our gymnast hero just takes off after this guy yeah. who shot an arrow. Johnny t- uh, goes after them, and this is the first of many very long chasings in alleys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, he gets a few guys. He does his gym kata stuff. Although, I think if I would have drank every time he missed the guy that he was supposed to hit and the guy falls over, I would have died of poisoning. <laughs> In the first 25 minutes. Yeah. So, like, he hits all these guys, 
And then they all start like converging on him in all different ways. So he's down this alley and he has nothing to do. But thankfully, someone put the uneven bars in between the <laughs> alleyway so he can jump on and do his gymnastics routine. And they're patiently waiting so they he can swing and kick them in the face. My favorite one, though, is after he takes care of all the bad guys, he swings <laughs> over it again and he comes down just as some poor guy on a bicycle comes around the corner and he just <laughs> clocks him. He kicks him right in the face. <laughs> Flips him off, off the bike. bike. He gets... He flips down. He's like, sorry. And then runs off. He holds his head. He goes, you're going to be okay. And just takes off running. So, like, did they do this scene later in the movie and everybody involved just knew it was bad? So, like, let's just... Lighten it? Yeah, let's just go with this. Let's just hit a guy and not mention it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Um, So, both of his bodyguards are dead. Because princess he comes across the other one. Uh, yeah. And the princess has been kidnapped. I don't know when she got kidnapped, but she did. She's gone. Well, when, like, the arrow, the guy just left her, so. Yeah, I suppose that's when it supposedly happened. Uh, so then, here's the thing I don't understand. How does he find her? Well. Like, they kidnap her. Right. And he goes to his house, and he just knows. No, no, he, he, went, to, he went to the salt guy's house, remember? The guy yeah. with the salt? And that guy says, oh, she's been kidnapped by these people. And he's like, I'm going to kill them. And then he goes... <laughs> And he just goes. Yeah, but he knew exactly where they were. <laughs> yeah. And remember, the the salt guy was like, this was supposed to be his contact there, I guess, the salt guy. Yeah. And he's like, uh, it's heavily defended. And he's like, I will kill them all. And so he takes off after this, this place. He shows up. <clears throat> um, he goes into the house. And he's kind of, quote unquote, sneaking around. But everybody sees him. He gets into a fight on the stairway with the one guy. And then all of a sudden, our hero gymnast pulls out a fire extinguisher? Yeah. From I don't know where? They're just on a stairway, and all of a sudden, he's got a fire extinguisher in his hand. And, like, it, like, because the other guy's got, like, an axe or a centaur or something. And, like, it opens and, like, shoots him in the face. Instead of just being kind of annoyed by that, it knocks him out cold. Oh, yeah, he's gone. He's done. Yeah. Then he, like, flips two people over. And all this time, like, the girl is just kind of being held hostage by this one guy. Well, she doesn't move. He doesn't do anything. They just sit there. It, it, it's not so much being held hostage as, as it is she's sitting on one side of the desk and he's on the other and they're just sitting there. Yeah, just just hanging. I mean, there's a so gun on he, the table, but nobody's touched it. So he gets her. They run away. Now we have our second Really, really long chasing through oh alleys. Oh my god, this scene lasted like 37 minutes. I, I told my kids when we're watching this, I'm like, if we get rid of the chase scenes and the slow motion, which we're going to talk about when oh, we get yeah. to the island of the crazies, yep. this movie would have been 40 minutes long. Oh yeah, no kidding. So they're, they're going all around and everybody's chasing them and some people have cars and uh, there's the one part where the cop shows up and like the guy's still just, he's like... The bad guy's got an AK-47. He just vaults over the cop car. And the cop just straights up shoots him and kills him. <laughs> yeah. Cop has no idea what's going on. I'm just like, okay, I'll shoot this dude. one. <laughs> and it's not like these are ninjas either. These guys in suits at this point. Yes. Yeah, so, so he just <laughs> shot a guy in, with a suit. And all porn mustaches. They oh, all had yeah. like the porn stash of the 80s. They did. Uh, but after the whole chase scene, 
he winds up back at the salt guy's house again, which is supposed to be uh-huh. his contact. And he's a bad guy. And it winds up that he's a bad guy. He's like, now you're going to die. But lo and behold, the CIA agent blows him away, comes out of the shadows, and he's like, I saved you. I don't know where this guy came from. Well, I don't apparently, know who he is. Apparently, he wanted his company to take care of it, like his branch. And the other group got it. He's like, this is why it should have been our operation. And then just blows about another five guys away. But that's the last we see of him for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and then he's like, <laughs> all right. Good luck, guys. Then he's just gone. Yeah. Um. So they literally go from that guy's house to a, raft. a rubber dinghy in the middle of a river. Uh-huh. We don't know how they got there, but they're doing it. Um. They sail down the river, pull off onto the side of the off the side, and all this time they're cutting away to scenes of these ninjas riding horses. Um, and then so many ninjas in this. Oh, there are so many ninjas. Um, they get off the boat. The ninja like stands there and he tries to shoot at the boat. Remember, and the gymnast yeah. guy gets all pissed off, and then he gets into a fight with all the ninjas. Nice. Yeah, he gets into a fight with all the ninjas. Who casually attack him one at a time, of course. Yes. And then Zamir, the bad guy, the guy that never wears a shirt. Yeah, Kevin, poor man's yeah. Chuck Norris or Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. He takes out his knife, doesn't threaten the main guy, threatens the boat, but still doesn't do anything to the boat. <laughs> he doesn't do anything to it. So uh, then she's like, okay, we'll go. So I'm like, why was this whole fight here? Because apparently if you're in the game, you're a guest of honor, so... They had this whole fight for no apparent reason. Right. I don't, like, if he's supposed to be a guest of honor, they never explained why he's sneaking into the country. I know. They do a very poor job of explaining a lot of stuff. So now we get to there. Um, It's about this time that we find out that the guy that was in the green jeans was his dad, which, okay. Sure. He's dead, though. Yeah, and like one of another one of my favorite lines is the king is talking to the main <laughs> the guy, banquet. and the king also has the greatest hat on oh, ever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a sham wow that you you know use to dry off your car that they wrapped around like something. Yeah, but he's talking the main guy. Um, his name Johnny. I don't know. I want to say Johnny. We're gonna call him Johnny from now on. He's talking to the king. He's like, my dad did this. And he goes, oh, yes, I remember your dad. He should have been at the table of champions. He belonged here, but he didn't win. Like, then he fucking doesn't belong <laughs> at the table of champions. No. And also, at this point, you, you've you kind of got the sense that if you don't win the game, you're dead. Yeah. So, but, I mean, he doesn't belong here. That's like saying... It's like, you know what? You really, you really belong on the Stanley Cup. Now you never made the playoffs, but you belong on the Stanley Cup. His career ERA was twelve fifty, <laughs> but he should have made the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so then, po- they also announced at this point that poor man's Kevin Sorbo uh, is going to marry the princess. Yes, the day, the next day. Well, this is we we have to back up a little bit and talk about. The prisoners. Oh, the prisoners, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Because all yeah. these guys are here to run this race, and to show them the terrain, they let prisoners that did something bad, they, like, cut them out, and then everybody goes and chases them and kills them. 
Yeah. And then they go back to the banquet. And everything's fine at that point. They go back to the banquet yeah. like nothing happened. Because this is the second time we go to the same rope bridge because we're following the three prisoners. Uh, one guy dies really quick. Oh, uh, yeah. Another guy makes it a little further. And then the third guy makes it to the bridge. Right. Uh, this rope bridge, I you know, you say you, that we spent probably 50% of their, their budget on windbreakers. Mm-hmm. I think they spent 50% of film time on the bridge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're back at the rope bridge. He's dead. Now we go back to the banquet when they announce that Zamir is going to marry the princess, which of mm. course makes Johnny mad, but he can't really show it. So no, Zamir has to take his his vest off, even though he's got no shirt on under the vest anyway. And then he does his little knife thing where he's like spinning the knives around. Then he throws it at Johnny and it like embeds in the wall beside him. <laughs> and then Johnny's like, put that stuff back in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> but then... One of my favorite characters shows up at dinner, and that's Torg. Org! Torg! <laughs> this guy, everybody, so everybody else that's in this game looks like a gymnast. They're, they're small. They're muscular, but small. Wearing and, neon windbreakers. Yes, and in walks Torg. Torg is like the rock compared to these guys. And he's just wearing like some big white shirt. Oh, yeah. I, I never understood him. So did he win the game before? No, I don't know what happened because Johnny says, Torg, I've liked you since Munich. And that's the end of that. We don't know where that came from. Interesting story. He went to <laughs> Munich. <laughs> we don't know why. <laughs> yeah, so, but he he's somehow famous. Everybody yeah. knows Torg. Well, my initial thought was, is Torg a gymnast? But then I looked at his body build and I'm like, there's no way Torg's a gymnast. Yeah. So, what's the backstory on Torg? We don't know. But, you know, Johnny knows him. Everybody in this country knows him. He's like the odds-on favorite to win. Yes. But he's a bad guy for some reason. He's kind of a... They don't really... Well, as is with most of this movie, they don't really explain why Why? anything happens. Yeah. He just snubs him at one point because yeah. he's like, I'm trying to talk to him. Hey, I'm a big fan. He just doesn't talk to him. And that was how they became enemies. Mortal uh, enemies. And then, like, the next day when they go and run, he kills the one dude that's doing pretty well in the Windbreaker, the Asian guy. But I don't know if the rules say that you can kill other competitors or are you just trying to keep going? Did he well, break rules? I don't know. But at this point, we learned that the ninjas aren't really ninjas. They're just waypoints yeah that's that's the greatest thing so like they're ninjas they know how to fight but so many of them are just flag bearers that they put the flag up and if you go out of bounds they kill you yeah they're just basically sidelines yeah so i'd love to be like i'm in zamir's guard it's like okay i've practiced all year for this i'm ready for the hunt zamir's like okay so you are the out of bounds mark at the second mile what do i get to do you hold a flag. flag. Like the one at the river when Torg and Johnny get into a fight. He literally just yeah. stands on a rock and watches them fight. But if you watch him, so many times his arm gets tired of holding <laughs> it out. So you just see him start down. putting his hand down and then realize he's still on the camera and jerk it back up. <laughs> yes. So uh, the, the, the game goes on. <clears throat> um, Johnny makes a couple escapes from... From Zamir, who's trying to kill him. We've got to talk about the best escape. So, 
he's already Zamir's already broken like all the rules. Oh yeah, he's killed people at this time. He left early, so there's a part where Johnny is climbing the rope on yeah, this, this cliff. Is, this is a rope the that dude, when the prisoners were released, a prisoner tried to climb it, and they just shot him on the rope. Yeah, which was apparently against the rules, but he did mm-hmm. it anyway. So now Johnny's on this rope. Yeah, so now Johnny's on this rope. And again, he's already broken all the rules. He just wants this guy dead. He could have easily taken a bow and arrow, killed him, or at least shot him and had him fall, and that <clears throat> kills him. Right. But instead, he's like, so he's still cheating because you're not supposed to touch him when he's on this. So he's like, give me a torch. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he burns the rope, the rope slowly. And Johnny's already two-thirds of the way up the rope at this point. Yeah. And the fire's just slowly going up. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I'm pretty sure unless that thing is doused in gasoline would not burn that fast no and the best part about it is at no point does johnny seem concerned <laughs> no but then like he gets up and there's like a fire all around him yeah and he's like oh well away i go and he just tries oh no he he begs with the ninja at the top he's like they broke the rules kill them and the ninja's and the ninja's like just he just stands at him. there <laughs> Man, you know hell and then he runs off um, yeah he- so, yeah, he does make a couple more escapes here and there. He does have to we fight We finally Tor. get past the rope bridge. Yeah, he, he gets across the rope bridge. One of the other guys doesn't. No, one of the other guys gets across and then gets, like, this This is, like, extremely fair. As soon as he pulls himself up off the rope bridge, the ninja just hits him with a sword and knocks him down into the ravine. Yeah, we don't know what the ninjas can or can't do <laughs> or anything. Yeah, but then Johnny gets across, gets up, and the ninja takes a swing at him and misses, and Johnny throws the ninja into the ravine. Yeah. Because that's Don't we have, like, the girliest scream at that time? Ah. Uh, like, ah. So then Johnny... So that's, this is when Tor kills the Windbreaker dude. Yep. And now there's just two left. There's Torg? Well, there's three at this point. Because there's one ahead of him. Yeah. Ram- Ramirez or Rodriguez or something is ahead oh, of him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gomez. Gomez. That's who it is. Yeah. And he... <clears throat> so now we get to this thing that they keep talking about where... Instead of having psychiatric help for these people, anybody that has some sort of, you know, affliction, like a mental illness, they just all put them in this village and make the village part of the games. Yes. Now, I'm going to take a moment here. This movie is bad. But in a way, the directors, the writers, however they did, they actually did a decent job with making this village seem kind of spooky. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of crazy, kind of weird. The slow-mos didn't help it any. But the village itself did seem a little bit freaky in some ways. And it's also the strangest scene ever. Oh, my God, yes, it is. The one guy who keeps leaning out of windows barking like a dog. uh Uh-huh. No, my favorite guy is the crow guy that just makes crow sounds. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) He just looks up at him and goes, So he gets to this thing... This town, all of a sudden, fog descends out of nowhere. Yeah. Nobody knows where that came from. Yeah. And he's going through this town, and you see a few people start picking up swords and axes. And then, like, there's people barking. He's yelling for Gomez. You see Torg still after him. And then my two favorite people are back-to-back. The dude that he's talking to, that, like, his face isn't blinking. And then he turns around. You realize he's wearing a face on his head. Yeah. That's an interesting fellow. On the back of his head. And then the other guy is the old dude that's like in front of like a church or something. (laughs) And he's beckoning them to follow him in the slow motion. 
And he's like, oh, okay. And then the guy turns around, and he's wearing a robe, but nothing on the backside. So just this old <laughs> just dude's ass just ass. hanging out there, and he walks away. Yeah, he's like, never mind. So then we find Gomez, and he's been stabbed by, like, every single farm yeah, tool he's imaginable. he's basically pinned to a wall somewhere. Yeah. So now there's only Torg and him. Torg's still following him. So now, now Torg's been shot by an arrow him. at this point. Hmm? Torg got shot by an arrow at this point, because in their fight... Oh, yeah, he was shot by... Because he was trying to battle Jonathan Jenny. earlier, yep. and he gets shot by an arrow. So he's bleeding profusely, still chasing him. So now we get to this, like, hog barn. And Johnny jumps over him. He, like, and walks on the hogs. Him and just, like, pushing him aside. But he can't get out the window. And he falls down and all the town crazies kill him. Yeah, they stab him to death. And now the best part of this movie. Oh, the reason yes. this won all the Oscars. Yes. They're this... converging on him everywhere. So we got another long chase scene through alleys. If you have Can not paid attention the... at all to the rest of this podcast and you don't know about the movie... This scene right here, this is where you pay attention to what we're saying, and this is why you watch the movie. Yeah, so he's running. All the people are coming from all areas. He gets to the center of this town. People have surrounded him. They have all these weapons, and there's a pommel horse. Thankfully, there's a pommel horse in the middle of the town square. In the middle of the town square, just a pommel horse <laughs> with two handles on it. It's not even like a slab thing. He had to turn into a pommel nope, horse. It's ready. It had the two handles. Yep. And he gets on it and starts doing a pommel horse routine, <laughs> and everybody gets in a circle close enough for him to kick them. <laughs> He's just helicoptering them. All of them over. <laughs> and then he like knocks most of them over and has a chance to escape. And then we have, I think, the world record for longest um, slow motion scene ever. Yes. Because it's him running, people running after him. And this is all in slow motion. Nothing yes. is not in slow motion. Back to him running. Back to the town. Back to the him. Back to the town. Back to him. Back to the town. And then he starts climbing, but he can't open a window or make yeah, it the last foot? I don't I know. I guess my question, he tries to open the window, the grate on the window, and he can't do that. But the top of the roof is literally, I could reach my hand up and yeah. grab it. But he just gives up. He just he just hangs Arms out there. He's like, I'm done. Away. Yeah. He's, 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 he's brought himself kind of Propped between two walls, up near the top of the roof, he's decided he can't go any further. When all of a sudden a ninja comes running down, there are stairs on the roof too. Don't forget that. Yes, there's. So I don't understand the roof, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, this either. ninja's there. Um, grabs his hand and he pulls him up, and he reveals himself. And there's this long reveal, but we've seen this dude for literally thirty seconds in the movie. So when he reveals himself, my kids went. Who's that? Yeah, the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, who's this guy? But it's Green Jeans from the beginning. Which turns his out to dad. be his dad. Yeah, but he doesn't get excited. Oh my god, you're still alive. How are you doing? By the it's way, been forever. He goes, <clears throat> we're, we're like two-thirds or more of the way through the movie at this point. And this is the first time, I believe, that it's revealed that Green Jeans was his father. Yeah. It wasn't revealed before this. But when he sees him, no, not happy to see his dead father, he goes, hey, Dad. Yeah, like we knew this was going to happen. Well, this goes back to Johnny's fantastic acting prowess. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now these two guys are just kind of leisurely walking through the forest. 
Yep. And you hear the backstory about how he fell off that rope bridge, but the trees broke his fall. <laughs> he hit every every stupid tree on the way down. And all he has is a bad shoulder now. Yep. He's got a bum shoulder. That's why he can't move his arm. And so he Yeah. So he's telling the story. And the second time in this movie, a random arrow comes out of nowhere, <laughs> hits the back. dad in the back. He's not upset by this. No. He just goes, win it. He doesn't check if his dad's okay. He just runs off. And gets on a horse. Zamir. He gets on a horse first. Yeah. And then Zamir chases him down. Yeah, so that, that happens. And then um, they battle. Um, you know, he kills Zamir, breaks his neck with his legs. Yeah. And then um, we see him again. He has two horses now. His dad's still alive. Is has, he? Well, here's the thing. Is he, his dad doesn't move. He literally is weakened at burning his dad. But he's alive dad. you can hear him grunting. He's literally weakened at burning his dad back there. His dad's just like bouncing around on the horse with an arrow still sticking out of him. Johnny hasn't taken the time to dress this wound at all. No, not at all. And then he gets to the town. Everybody's cheering him. Does not help his dad off. No. No. Leaves his dad, makes out with the woman. Credits roll. Dad's still on the horse. Yeah, but that's when credits roll. That's that's the end. That's it. Yeah, and then freeze frame. This helped us with the Star Wars thing. Credits. (laughs) That's all it was. There was like, you're like, okay, so they're back in town. Now we're going to do the wrap up of how everything happened. We're going to get the favor. No, done right there. He kisses the the princess. They freeze frame it. They put a blurb on there about how Rasministan helped with the (laughs) Star Wars program movie over. Yeah, it couldn't have ended any other way. I mean, <laughs> no, it couldn't have. I can remember watching that the first time. And even when I watched it the other night, I just watched that and went, oh, shit, I forgot it just stops. It would be like, it would be like watching, watching um, Lost Hope, or, or New Hope, rather, and as soon as they blow up the Death Star, they show the, 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 the spacecraft flying away and just go to credits. No, it has to have there. This helped, uh, this helped um, the Republic. This helped the Rebel Alliance beat the Empire. And then credits. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Dad? It, there was nothing to it. That's it. We're done. Dad is still bleeding horribly from this <laughs> giant-ass arrow in his back. Doesn't yeah. help him. Jumps off. Makes out with the, the princess. End. End of movie. There's no explanations. There's no... There's nothing. It just ends. <laughs> oh, I love this movie oh, so much. Oh, so good. I'm serious. If you haven't seen this movie, it's only $7 on Amazon to buy it. It's worth yeah. buying it. Because you will watch it, and then you will make your friends watch it, and yes. they will make their friends watch you it. You will. I, I posted this that I was watching it the other night on Facebook, and I think it was Mike Turner goes, Wait a minute! Did you guys turn me on to this movie? And I'm like, yeah, I think that I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, because this this is that movie, and that's you know it's worth the seven dollars just for at least one watch. Because 
It's like you can rent it for four dollars on Amazon, or just buy it. Just buy it, please. Yeah, it, you will watch it more than once because it is probably the funniest movie of the eighties. I love <clears throat> Ghostbusters. I love Caddyshack. Oh yeah, Stripe. You know, I probably laugh at this more. Yeah, no, there are lots of better movies. Most movies are better, but there are yes. very, very, very few movies that are as much fun as this one is. Now, I used to do Ed Movie Night with my friends all the time. Right. And we'd watch all colors and sorts of things. Sometimes bad movies can be fun and painful at the same time, like mm-hmm. Zardoz. Yes. Or, um, God, I can't remember the name of it. It was something. Uh, I, I, it was the only one that we almost ended our friendship because, like, there's two groups because we wanted to turn it off. I can't remember what it was. Uh, but there's, like, stuff like Zardoz and um, just bad movies like that that are bad or Jupiter Ascending yeah. by the Wachowskis. Yeah, but there are also bad movies that are just painfully bad. Birdemic, for example. Unless yeah. you have the Rift Tracks version, that's almost unwatchable. Manos. Manos, yeah. This but falls this, into that, this that category. This movie is bad, but so watchable. It's very watchable. I want to watch it again, honestly. I would. <laughs> it's, it's just so good. Um... Seriously, folks, we're not, like, making this up. I mean, I know that we have some weird movie tastes. This is worth your time. Even if you don't like bad movies. No. It's so bad, but, you know, it's, you not, it's not bad in the Sharknado way where they know it's bad either. No. They, they're trying to make a good movie. They tried to make a legitimate movie here. I think you're they right. Just, they, they tried you know, to do it. They tried to make this a legit, honest-to-God, you know, good movie. And it just wasn't going to happen. It's just, yeah, you know. um, They want to... They want to have an action movie that capitalizes on so many different things that were popular at the time. The gymnastics thing. The Chuck Norris kind of person. Ninjas, obviously. You know, all of this was popular at that time. And they're like, let's put it all into a movie together. We don't need a plot. (laughs) We don't really need a plot. We don't really need any exposition of what's going on. We're just going to have a movie. Let's go. So every time that you realize this was based on a novel, don't you just want to read the book? I need to find the book. I really do. Because I do have to wonder, is the book actually decent? (laughs) It actually explains everything? You know, it could. Although, yeah. in some ways, I like not having an explanation. Yeah, me too. It's just better. Because in a way, you could see how this could be a cheesy B-movie kind of fun, too. Yeah. You could see this being like a, a The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, not the one with Tom Cruise. A Brendan Fraser-style yeah. mummy movie. Where it's kind of goofy fun. Uh-huh. But since it's so bad, it's just it's just enjoyable. So just you know, we we all need some levity right now. You know, we're all stuck in our house to God knows when. A lot of us are struggling financially, worried about our friends and everything like that. Just take an hour and like a half. Yeah, watch the movie. It'll just make you feel better for a little bit. Yeah, not going to solve your problems. No, but it'll make you forget them for an hour and a half. Well, think about this: the Tiger King got to be huge. Right? Yes. This could do it in the same way. It's just stupid fun. There's nothing to it. There's nothing fancy. Just turn it on and watch it. 
You don't, yes. it's just an hour and a half. You can just forget about everything for an hour and a half and just enjoy the movie. And you will. Oh, you will. I guarantee you. If you watch this movie and hate it, I don't know how you could do that for starters, but please tell me what you couldn't stand. Because it's just uh, fun. Yeah, it's so bad. And Kurt Thomas is so terrible. Oh, yeah. And, like, if, if you go to IMDb, it's, like, one of my favorite, <clears throat> you know, the trivia section? The first one, it's, like, the uh, feature film debut of Kurt Thomas. This is his only film. His only starring role. <laughs> yes, I did see that. It's like, oh, why? I am so surprised. <laughs> this this movie uh, today would be up for a Razzie if it came out. Yes. It would give a lot of other bad movies. I mean, no, I don't think there's any bad movies today that could really give this a run for bad movie. But honestly, don't don't just hear this as a bad movie and think, oh, it's a bad movie. I don't want to watch it. No, this is a bad movie you should watch. I I would pay someone like Seth Rogen to make a big budget remake of this. I don't disagree with you. Keeping every like keeping the script how it is. Can't change the script, but make it like a big budget movie, put it on Netflix. Yeah. That'd be fun to do. So, Everybody still has to wear windbreakers, though. Oh, yeah. Still got to wear the 80s windbreakers with bright colors. Um, so, basically, that's all we have to say about this movie. But please, please watch it. And when you watch it, shoot us an email and tell us what you honestly thought about it. Yeah, t- let us know. Because I'm not I'm not kidding. It is worth your $7. It really is. It is. Um, so, get on Amazon. Buy it tonight. Buy it this weekend, you know? And turn it on. It's an hour and a half. Watch it. It's not... It says it's rated R, but honestly, you can have your kids in the room and watch this. I would have no problem watching this with kids. There was nothing... Yeah, I watched it with my two kids. Yes. Yeah, this... It may be rated R. There's nothing R-rated about this movie. No. Um, oh, um, except for the one part where the guy tries to hit um, Johnny in the, like, crazy town. And, like, he misses, so he puts his hand on, like, the pipe oh, and yeah. cuts off his own hand. Yeah, which was weird. That's about the only R-rated <laughs> part. Yeah. Why? Why did he do this? <laughs> Again, no exposition of what happened. He just, he put his hand on, like, a downspout and screamed and then chopped it off and ran away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but watch it. And after you watch it, shoot us an email. Please, please, please shoot us an email about this. And tell us what you thought. And, you know, if we found someone to join our cult of Gymkata worshippers, welcome. And we'll have you on an episode. We'll, we'll Skype you into an episode just so you yes. can say hi and we can say hi to you. Yeah, we will. If you can just tell us, uh, you know, your few minutes and we will we will talk about more because you can always talk more Gymkata. You can always talk more Gymkata. So um, with that said, um, I guess that's it. Um I look at this weekend, let's see here, and, you know, this is kind of where it gets a little bit, you know, kind of whatever you want to say, depressing in a way, because, you know, this weekend was supposed to be our final training weekend before we go to Terre Haute next weekend, obviously not happening, mm-hmm. uh, so I've canceled all that, but now soccer's been canceled pretty much effectively till the end of May, so it's like, I think that pretty much does our season, you know, so, but anyway, um, that's all I have. 
Please watch yeah. it. Please, after you watch it, send us an email. Let us know what you thought of it. And we will be back soon. Yeah. And we might be talking about serial mascots. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be fun. we got to figure that one out. So, All yeah. right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Bye.